Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, join us on NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of the podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. That's NFL boy Brandon. He's on YouTube. Make sure to follow him. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, fellas? What's up? How's it going? Um, I'm okay. I'm all right. Um, still trying to, you know, grasp everything that happened last night. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It just makes it makes that everything I, I, we do. I, like I don't think mediocre. you're the only one trying you know to grasp that. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes everything else we do. We get on here and, you know, we have fun and we talk about this game that we love. And, yeah. you know, we talk shit, brag about it, talk, you know, talk junk about teams we don't like, players we don't like. And it just none of it really matters, dude. You know what I'm saying? When it, you know, when it comes down to life or death. So it's kind of messed up. But. I don't know. Brandon, what did you want to say? You said you had something you wanted to say. Uh, I was just saying, uh, I don't think you're the only one trying to grasp it. I I think all of us uh, are still trying to grasp what we seen on the field last night. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I stayed up till around 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning um, trying to wait to just see an update on DeMar Hamlin and, and see how he's doing and uh, as of right now, as we said here at 7.02 at night, we still have only one update, and that's that he's in critical condition at the hospital, and he had cardiac arrest last night, and it took nine minutes to get his heart back to beating. So um, as of right now, that's all we know. Um, and I, I think I can say uh, the entire National Football League, football fans like ourselves, this podcast and everyone else is praying for Damar Hamlin right now and his family. I can only imagine what his mother is going through right now. So, yeah, yeah, I've been watching football for a long time, and uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything like that. That was uh, truly scary. Truly, I mean, I've seen people have neck injuries, uh, you know, getting taken off the field that way, but to watch somebody literally just almost come close to just dying on the field during right. a game is just uh, wild. And I guess it just goes to show what, you know, the reality of what football is, you know, yeah, right. You know, yeah. we, I mean, it's a very dangerous sport. Yeah. Extremely yeah. violent and dangerous. Uh, we love it. We, you know, we uh, uh, can't get enough football, you know, but, uh, right. but it definitely gives you a reality check and some perspective into uh, uh, what's all involved in our entertainment. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. I do hope we get a good up, update on uh, Demar Hamlin. Uh, just it's just such a brutal injury, right? So yeah, I mean it. None of it looks good. Um, they're still running tests. Um, critical condition. Yeah. Um, not breathing on his own. They've had to put in a, yeah. a breathing tube. Yeah. Um, and just trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Yeah. Well, Dad. I mean, uh, me, Go ahead. The the one thing I did want to say real quick, um, 
I was watching on, I, I was following along with Twitter. I was on Twitter while watching the TV, see if I could find any updates on DeMar Hamlin. And uh, the one thing I did find, I don't know how true this is or not, <clears throat> but there was a uh, doctor, What I forget what they call them, but they're the heart doctors, the heart Twitter specialists. Doctor. Yeah, Twitter um, doctor. yeah. And no, it's, well, whatever, whatever the heck they're called. Uh, or cardiologist. Uh, yeah, cardiologist. That's it. Yes, uh, he was fi- he was watching it, and he said first and foremost what he seen was very sad, but he said that there's some kind of word I forget what the hell it's called, but pretty much basically if you get hit hard enough in your chest at the wrong time, um, your heart can downward spiral into a death pulse, and it can pretty much kill you. And he's thinking that's what may have happened last night. Because if you watch it, when DeMar Hamlin went to go tackle T. Higgins, for whatever reason, he kind of like launched himself at T. Higgins and he like land, his chest landed on top of T. Higgins' helmet. So, yeah, I mean, it is a that's the, the one of the most scary parts about it. That's one of the things I was going to say, Brandon, was exactly that. Um, it was a routine tackle, that's yeah. their job, that's what they do. It was a great tackle. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, it was, it was good. He did his job really good. Um, yeah. Completely legal, all good. Didn't do anything wrong. Just, um, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, like Brandon was saying, it just hit his. It, it just it seemed like he got got hit at the exact time of you know in the heart the cycle of the heartbeat that it was just like a one in a million chance that that would even happen and it did. So, yeah, yeah. So I. Uh, so I was watching Brandon's podcast during the game last night. That's how I kind of found out about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, I know it was kind of freaked everybody out. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was well, definitely well, like- see, well, see, at first, Rich, okay, and, and I take full blame for this. Uh, at first, I didn't know what the fuck was going on with the guy. So I said some fucked up shit, and I was like, oh, well, if the Bills want to keep on getting injured, I'll take it because we play them. And then immediately afterwards, I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm just playing, you know, because you got you two know me the most. I would never wish injury on anyone. So oh, I was for sure. Yeah, kidding, you know, yeah. Um, and then I seen the stretcher. In case you all are like, wondering what we're talking about, you got to check him out. NFL boy Brandon on YouTube. NFL boy Brandon. Yeah. Awesome commentary, live game action stuff. Just really cool stuff. Go to his. Go there. He always lets uh, everybody know ahead of time what he's going to be doing, what games he's going to be calling. Um, check it out, y'all. It's definitely worth it. Sorry, Thanks, go ahead. Uh, but anyways, I've seen the uh, structure come out, and I was thinking maybe at this point that it was something like two ahead. And I was thinking, okay, it must be a concussion or something, you know, something bad. Right. And then uh, we went on commercial, came back, and then that's when I seen um, – um, Sean Dermott on his knees about to cry. And I was like, oh, fuck, something must be seriously yeah. going on. Yeah. And then that's when I seen Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs crying. And I was like, oh, fuck. They showed the replay of on. him just collapsing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so and bad. then uh, and then I seen the ambulance out there and I was like, oh, yeah, something's going on. And I can't hear anything at this point because, you know, the copyright issue. So I have my shit down and uh, mom comes out of a room screaming, you need to come here and watch this they're performing CPR on him. And I'm like, what the fuck? They're performing CPR on him. And mom's like, yeah, they've been performing CPR on him for a couple of minutes now. So then I figured then out of my head, you don't perform CPR on someone unless they're dead on the field. So this man was dead for nine minutes on the field, which 
it, it, like you said, Dad, they're running tests right now. One of the tests you're going to have to run on this man, does he have brain damage from this? Because yeah, if yeah. you go too far without your body running, then your brain starts to mess up. So he may have had brain damage. Who knows? That's just going to be yeah, one you, of the we tests don't know the extent of do. exactly. Yeah. We don't no. we don't know the extent. Um, things to me, one thing that I remember, I guess, because you know when we're watching this game, we uh, I think to me, I know I forget this. This dude is twenty four years old. Yeah, I I got kids older than him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, it's like these are just kids. You know, yeah. it's like no wonder. And I, I thought I thought the way it was handled, um, I was watching it live when it happened. I actually seen him collapse um, on the camera before. And then they came back to it and he was laying there. And then that's when they started showing the replay. And and um, I forget, you know, like I, I forget that, you know, Josh Allen and and all these guys, the way the way this is impacting them. This, these guys are young, dude, like extremely young, yeah. you know, um, yeah. thank God uh, that uh, Hamlin had family there. You know, his mom was able to go to the hospital with him and those types of things. Um, right. Yeah, for being an away game, too. Yeah. That she would be right. There, I mean, that's so game. cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and I mean, because when you're, you know, I remember being in my early 20s, you know what I'm saying? I would have want my mom on that. My mom there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's what I would have wanted. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. And no matter how tough these guys are, we got to remember that, you know, there's just yeah. uh, well, young, young, young dudes yeah. and uh, it was extremely. Well, you know, see that the, the other cool thing that I thought was pretty cool. Um, Some of the fans, as soon as the ambulance left the stadium and we went on a temporary suspension throughout the game, um, some of the fans started gathering at the hospital and it was Buffalo Bill, Cincinnati Bengal fans. And they started throwing a vigil for him and started lighting candles and saying prayers and everything. And then Stefan Dids came to the hospital and the guest, you know, the guest uh, lobby was already shut down. The cop tried to stop Stefan Dids and Stefan Dids told him, look, dude, I got to get in there. I got to check on my brother and stuff. And the cop was like, was. nobody's stopping you, bro. Go the hell on in there, you know? So Stefan Dids went on into the hospital. There was fans gathered outside. Um, the buses eventually showed up uh, for Buffalo. But like I told uh, everybody, ain't nobody getting on that bus until we got an update on, the, the, you know, on on Hamelin. Or, um, and then uh, they was came back to reporting, and uh, the Buffalo Bill players just was trying to get right in the head. They were eating snacks walking around on the field, trying to do whatever they could to clear their mind. Because yeah. like, like I was telling everyone, I was calling that game live and seeing that on television is one thing, but I could only imagine being a Buffalo Bill or Cincinnati. Yeah, imagine being on the player. sideline, right. Yeah, imagine, that's what I'm saying. Ima so. Imagine being one of the players sitting there within feet, of, you know, feet away from what's going on and watch them give, you know, giving um, – well, saving, giving CPR and trying to save the life of one of your teammates or one of your, if you're, even if you're on the Bengals team, you know what I'm saying? I mean, imagine, imagine, I mean, you know, every, it's crazy. It, it yeah. is crazy. So. Yeah. Um, I thought the NFL handled it pretty well is by canceling the game. I think that was the right call. Um, oh, yeah. This is a, this is a critical game here, obviously for, you know, a lot of implications, Yeah. but uh, uh, 
you could tell. You could look at those players. There's no way they can play a game. After oh that. yeah, and, no. and that's that's kind of what I was getting at, Rich. When I'm glad when I said I was glad the way they handled it, also because yeah. of how young they. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Even if they were been older, it would have been hard on anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, even even if yeah, you would have got a shit game. You would have got a game that shouldn't have been going on. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And, and it's right, just, right. It was the best thing play. for everybody involved. Um. And that was that was pretty cool. Whether that came well, down, wherever that came from, whether it was the coaches. That well, made the that fun, funny or... thing is, um, according to the according to the officials, um, the game actually didn't end. The game didn't go on temporary suspension because of Roger Goodell. Because that that mother, excuse me, but that motherfucker is so money hungry that he literally he tried to back his ass up today about this, but um, the officials after that after that ambulance left uh the officials looked at the players and said you got five minutes to get ready to play some football and well the players looked at the officials and was like we're not fucking playing football like what the fuck is wrong with you so then shot um taylor the zach taylor the head coach of the Bengals, walked over to sean mcdermott they started talking about it and they ultimately decided between the two that neither one of them was going to be capable of playing football because of what they just witnessed there on the field. Um, so they ultimately was the one that ended the game. And then and then uh, Roger Goodell decided to fully suspend the game, like fully, you know, put it away. Yeah. I mean, that, that's uh, a, the NFL or even the NFL um, union, they can, they can kind of do whatever they want to do. Yeah. But if the players and coaches don't want to play, they just don't play. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, you, yeah. you can't you can't force someone to play the game of football. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I don't blame them. That's that's you know that that is. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you guys noticed about Skip Bayless put out a tweet last night yeah. saying, "Ah, uh, yeah, fuck that, that man." Should, should play the game, and uh, he's roundly roasted and. Uh, I noticed yeah. today that Shannon Sharp did not do a show with him. Yeah. Uh, Shannon do, do you blame him though, Rich? Like, oh, that's absolutely not. like, like this idiot right. tweeted saying, Oh, while it's sad of what had gone on, but the game had to be played. We're this close to the playoffs and it playoff seating. Who the fuck gives a fuck about any of that? When we got a man's life here, this man could be dead. No one knows because he's not breathing on his own right now. Like, fuck you, Skip Bayless, you piece of shit. You shouldn't even have a job right now, you worthless piece of shit. That's all I got to say about that, man. No, I, I echo that because he's been a piece of shit for a long, long time. So, right. uh, but he, even when he came back, even when he came back and, um, you know, and apologized and said, I mean, he still never apologized for what yeah, he yeah, said. It's not he an said apology. People, he said, people misunderstood what I was trying to say. No, you know what didn't. I'm saying? And it was no. like, I mean, he's, he, he's done that his whole career. He he never admits when he's wrong. And I mean, yeah. he's, you know, he's I, mean, yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but just, you know, like back in December, he, he kind of, I think crossed the line with Shannon Sharp um, saying some stuff and just really Skip Bayless is. Yeah. Yeah. Know, we talked about it uh, on this yeah. show about uh, Skip Bayless is a sort of uh, attacks on Dak Prescott's because of uh, uh, his uh, support for mental health. Be, right. uh, having his right. you know, brother right. committing suicide and stuff like that, and uh, right. Baylor re, uh, views that as uh, being a weak person. Right. But, um, yeah. uh, so, Skip Baylor can take a hike forever. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, I agree. So. Yep. I totally, totally agree. So that's cool. 
Um, so this is kind of this is kind of where we're at. This is uh the way it is impacted, I think. I think we're just three examples of the way it's impacted fans, you know, across the world. Um and you know, so um so do you all want to do some news from the east and talk about the other games that happened over the weekend? Um or what are you guys thinking? Yeah, probably just briefly though. I mean, yeah, okay. you know, just kind of touch on them because they are kind of important um, okay. playoff prediction or p- playoff implications. Also, all right, cool. All right, let's do a little bit of news from the. East. Um, first off, we have a couple teams that have been eliminated. Um, a couple NFL East teams. The Jets have officially been eliminated from the playoffs, and the Commanders have officially, okay, Dad, officially can, been. Can I what? Can I uh, say something real quick? Yeah, what's up? Because uh, I brought, I wrote down something. Okay, so you know how we've been doing the Derek Carr saga, right? The yep. him getting traded and everything. Well, I uh, I wrote down the same thing as you. So the Jets and the Commanders have now been officially eliminated from the playoffs. We both, we all know that, right? That's They're the only two teams in the say. NFL East. Yes. Right. So with the Derek Carr saga going on, I was wondering if one of those two teams would be interested in getting Derek Carr. And then I took the time to even print out what Derek Carr's contract would look like if one of these two teams was taken on, right? So he signed a three-year, $121,500,000 contract over a three-year contract, right? Right. So this is year by year. This year, at the age of 31, he's owed $17,400,000. Which is what he's worth. After there, it goes to no longer what he's worth. Yeah, well, that's the ba- that's the base salary that you would have to right, pay. Right, which is that's what he's worth. He's an yeah. average quarterback. He should get average money. And then uh, in 2023, he'll be 32, and the base salary is thirty-two million nine hundred thousand dollars. 2024, he's 33. He's owed a base salary of forty-one million nine hundred thousand. In 2025, his last year, he's he'll be 34, and he's owed forty-one million two hundred thousand. So my question to you all is, knowing those numbers now, if you're the Jets or the Commanders, would you trade for Derek Carr? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I do know, knowing those numbers, it makes sense why the Raiders are going in a different direction. Because <laughs> the dude, by year two, he's going to be overpaid. You know what I'm saying? So for, for what he brings to um, now, it's probably fair <laughs> For them to to pay him that because he's gave them t- he's gave them ten years of his career, you know, and so he's kind yeah. of stuck through the thin, the thick and the thin of the crap that you do when you're a Raiders when you're a Raider or a Raiders fan for that matter. Um, and it, I, it, any team that brings him on, I would hope they would be smart enough to restructure that contract. Um, yeah, and that being part of bringing him on. Um, I, I don't think he should, I don't think anybody should bring him on with that contract. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, if so, they're just, um, yeah. So it's, it, I would say it gets, uh, it gets way complicated once you start including draft picks, you know, that you got to right. compensate to, to even get the, get up to that contract. 
that's going to make it super hard. I feel like uh, Derek Carr is just going to probably get cut. That's probably what's going to happen to him. He'll be a free agent, then he can just go sign where he wants to. He'll sign a nice contract, I think, but it won't be like won't be at least the back the back end of his current contract. It won't, you know, I don't know. He won't get forty something million dollars for playing, right? But uh, but he'll get a, a nice and, and rightfully so. I mean, he shouldn't. He's a twenty million dollar, you know, uh, yeah. quarterback. So. Right, uh, he can, he can go help a team though. I mean, he's good yeah, enough definitely. to do that. Definitely, that, that's that's in dire straits. But if you're really needing a quarterback, you just better get one through the draft. Um, yeah. uh, so that's I mean, gonna, and, well, and that's it, the thing that Derek Carr does bring is when you yeah. bring Derek Carr in, when you draft a quarterback, you're hoping they're in the top half of the quarterbacks. Right, they're as good. They're good enough to be in the top half of the quarterbacks. If you want Derek Carr, Derek Carr, no, he's proven. That's where he is. Right, you know, right. It, Derek yeah. Carr's top ten, top twelve, top fifteen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's where he lays. That's that's where he's at. Um, that is his career. And so, if that's what you need and that's what you want, then you might be interested in going in that direction. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, I I look at teams that are a quarterback away, um, from that. And the Jets, Brandon, like you were bringing up, the Jets possibly could be that team. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because you put them with that defense and you get a couple more weapons in there. Um, for wide receivers, and they got already a good um, running backs. I mean, that could be, yeah. you know, yeah. They didn't prove it. Well, if they were to cut, but. if they were to cut Derek Carr, like Rich said, the dead cap space for cutting him for 2023 would be five million six hundred twenty-five thousand for 2024, three million seven hundred fifty thousand, and in 2025. They would only owe Derek Carr one million eight hundred seventy-five thousand. Yeah, they'll gladly eat that. The yeah, they're yeah, going to eat that. It's edible, right? Yeah, especially the salary cap goes up next year. So, right. and uh, good to to get back to Washington, they seem to be um, sold on a quarterback, and that quarterback is Carson Wentz <laughs> because uh, they well, played him. Coach is, and I don't think uh, Ron yeah, they Rivera played him the entire game last week. Um, and yeah. I don't know if you saw the post game. Uh, news conference where he uh Rivera was asked uh if the fact that they could be eliminated from the playoffs fact yeah, he had no idea that, playing, green, that green bay just knocked them out of the playoffs right and he had he was like what do you mean we can give it eliminated today right uh, that's a fireable offense i mean yeah. you're a head coach of a football team and you don't understand your playoff implications right uh, yeah that, that's exactly. just unacceptable yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know too much about Washington um, and their quarterback situation, but I would be willing to bet money that Ron Rivera um, is gone. Carson Wentz is probably gone because oh, yeah. well, Ron there's, there's complications. The that in, so. Yeah, it gets complicated though because Washington's going to be trying to sell their team in the offseason. Yeah, um, yeah, that is very and true. To fire a contract with a big contract or to fire a coach with a, a big contract is not going to be a good. Um, yeah, I mean, Denver, Denver did it. You know what I'm saying? The Broncos did it. So, well, look at the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. that's true. Somebody's going to buy that team no matter what because it's an NFL. Yeah, they're going to buy it no matter what. I, I mean, I understand that, but you can't. I think he was on the hot seat. We we had him on the hot seat, didn't we, at the beginning of the season in preseason, right? Right. He kind of redeemed himself, though, after Carson Wentz got hurt. He right. Kinda, he uh, made a playoff push and, uh, uh, yeah, he, he did. We he did redeem himself, like you were saying, Rich. But then we, but I think we all agreed. Well, at least me and Dad did that. If he made that stupid decision to go back to Carson Wentz and fuck them out of the playoffs this week, 
there would have to be consequences of him losing his job over this. You know, and that was stupid, in my opinion. Yeah, Tyler Heineke hasn't been playing good for you the last uh, handful of weeks. But, I mean, I come on. I, I feel like everyone in their right mind, including us, all knew that Tyler Heineke was a better option than fucking Carson Wentz. Yeah, and so, especially his team. You could see the team just uh, – uh, the team knew they were being eliminated that day. You know, yeah, you right. could watch the yeah. reaction of the players during exactly. that game. They were like, what are we doing? But the coach is totally oblivious to uh, even their playoff scenarios. Uh, I, w- I wonder if he knew that that there was the potential of them being eliminated. Would he have started uh, Heineke? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. He came, he came yeah, out in a was... press conference and he was like, well, I did think about playing Heineke in that game when Carson Wentz was struggling. Did you really though? Did right, but, really? but but obviously going into the game, he did not know that there that if Green Bay won and they lost, they would be eliminated from the playoffs. They did. He did not know that going into that game. If he would have known that, man, would he maybe have played Heineke or like started Heineke and never even went down the Wentz road? Right, because he honestly Heineke gives you your best chance. I mean, Carson Wentz by far, by far. and your job as a coach, your your job as a coach is to give your team the best chance to win. Right. That's your job. And Carson Wentz was terrible the whole game. Yeah. I think I I predicted on our last show that he would play for a half and then get benched. Um, but he played terrible in the first half and they kept him in the second half as well. I will say about watching him though, um uh, uh I don't hate their new mascot, Major Tutty. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's kind of cool. I like it. Yeah, big fat yeah. pig, the, yeah. <laughs> the football uniform. <laughs> I like it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm down with it. Pretty cool. We um we have some other quarterback news. Um, quarterback Jalen Hurst hurts, <clears throat> of course, has been um out with uh, shoulder problems in the the for the last two Eagles games. Just just so happen to be losses. Um, he is expected to be available in week 18. So um, it looks like he will be available. I'm guessing they'll play him. Some people think they're not going to play him and just wait. But I think they're still fighting. They have to win one more game um, to win to win the overall. And um, so I think they're going to play him this game uh, in week I mean, 18. What do you guys think? You – you have to play him, right? I mean, you got the 49ers and the Vikings both chasing your back now for this first. And Dallas. And Dallas, first and Dallas and, yeah. And Dallas, yeah, and yeah. Dallas too. Um, well, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, Brandon, but look, say he's not 100% here, right? Yeah. Say he's 70%. You can rest him and bring him in 100% in the playoffs, or you can bring him in at 70 75% and risk – the and risk the possibilities of him getting hurt and moving backwards, um, yeah. re-injured stuff like that going into the playoffs. So that's the that's the argument behind of whether you start him in this game or not. You know right. for a fact you're going to the playoffs. You know for a fact. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but I mean, you, you you've been fighting all year long for this number one seed, and now you're potentially not going to have it. I mean, I get what you're saying, Dad, but. I don't know. It's just going to ultimately come down for me. How bad does the Eagles want the number one seed? You know what I'm saying? Like you've been fighting for it all year long. If you really want it, then obviously your best bet is to play Jalen Hurst because for whatever reason, Gardner Minshew has looked ass these last two games. Like, yeah, I mean, first of all, has he? I know he threw a pick six in the uh, Saints game, but 
Um, I've got his stats here. He was 18 for 32, 274 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, oh, yeah, was- but if you watch the highlights, Rich, he was running. There was multiple times when it was third and long, and his stupid ass was trying to run around out there and kept on getting Whoa. sat, and then he would just run. For no, nobody ever no said the mustache had legs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> no one's never said that, dude. So. Right, right. Well, I get yeah, that, but my point is, why is he out doing. there running around when he knows he's he doesn't have any legs? Right. right, he's a bit, he's right. best when he's in the pocket and makes yeah. fast decisions. That's what makes him good. Is it because he has that true pocket pass, passer mentality? The problem is, is when you have a defense similar to the Saints that understand that they're going to force you out of the fucking pocket and do yeah. something you can't do. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're going right. to do. So, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. And to, to your point earlier, uh, Josh, um, if they do play uh, uh, Jalen Hurts and say he sort of re injures himself or makes it worse, uh, if they lose the game, they're playing the week after, they don't get a right. bye week. You yeah, know, sure. if if uh, uh, you may be, you know, uh, re- uh, high risk and low reward if you end up losing the game anyway, and you have to now you have to play Jalen Hurts in, a week later. You know, maybe up to six yeah, days. But you got him at a hundred percent guarantee. Right, right. So you yeah. have to factor that in. I think that ultimately, right. though, uh, it's going to be up to the Giants and whether how how hard are they going to play because they're right. kind of locked into their playoff position. Right. And let's not even talk about my G men yet. I mean, Dable. Are, are we not talking about them because Dable pretty much said that he's not resting anyone. That man, so said that, yeah, man. No, I mean, we could talk week. about them. I mean, it, it, we're pretty much talking about everything we're going to be talking about in takeaways because these are the things we took away from the games. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. The, the G men got the win and now they're in. That's the, yeah. that's the way it goes. And they're not holding back. I, I, no. You're exactly right, Brandon. Uh, that's what they, coach Dayball said, at least. Yeah. I don't that's think he's said, anybody. Right. Yeah, they, they asked him after they after he won in Indianapolis. They said, "Are you going to rest now where you're in the playoffs?" And he said, "No, that's what the end of the season's for. That's when you rest." He said, "I will not be resting any of my players." So, right, so that, they, could, just be, that could just be coaches' talk, I think, because as they get down closer to the game, I mean, do you really want to put Saquon Barkley out there? You don't want to give him a day off. Uh, no, you, I mean, you Saquon play didn't next have week. a very Saquon didn't have a very good game this last game. Um, uh, but the thing is, is um, it, for for me, the, it seems like the G-men, they need the momentum. They need another win. They need to go into the playoffs on another win. They do not want to go into the playoffs on a, in an awful loss, I don't think, um, because yeah. it is about momentum and the momentum swing, and they're a team that is basically thriving off of that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what. Right. And it, it is a. It is told if they play their ass off, they can win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't let a team like that lose, you know? Right. Uh, so, yeah, this guy, it, we can talk about it more Thursday when we do our, yeah, we will. I guess, but yeah, it definitely going to bring up some interesting dynamics because it is a division rival. I don't know how, how the giants and Philly, you know, what their relationships like. Um, and I don't, I don't think the giants will want to do the Cowboys any favors, you know, right. but at the same time, they might have some animosity towards, towards the Eagles and, um, and actually it would be a good long-term strategy for them to go ahead and take the Eagles out of their home field advantage because they had, may have to play them later or, right. you know, at least take away their bye week from them. Right. I mean, I would do that if, if, uh, even if I wasn't a playoff team, especially if I wasn't a playoff team, you got a chance to knock somebody out of first place. 
Yep, definitely. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be motivation to play. But we'll see. Yeah, totally. I, I'm totally hoping agree. hoping uh that's the case. So yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, I totally agree with you. It, it it has to be in their favor in some sort of way that the the person the team that gets the home field advantage is not a team that knows them very well and plays them twice a year. That right. would be worth you know, that would be worth it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, and they would just let uh, San Francisco have that number one seed, I think. Right. But while we're talking about the Giants, can we talk about Kayvon Dibido's uh, celebration? Yeah, yeah. Um, that you didn't you didn't like the Snow Angels? Uh, I thought it was a little. It was it was hard to watch watch. Um, well, got it, guy, it, it was hard. You got a guy having spasms right next to you, and you're just celebrating. Well, that's but he, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, the the snow angels was really hard to watch because Nick Foles kind of messed that all up over there twitching and shit. So, yeah, he can do it right. Um, the synchronization right. was off. Right, exactly. He wasn't he wasn't keeping the rhythm. He was. It was that is really right. fucked up. It is. Um, but no, my thing is my thing is is this. Um, do you really fucking think if he would have known that was going on, he would have done it? Of yeah, course. I do. I do. And and for one reason, because while he can sit there and say that he didn't know Nick Foles was injured know. while he was doing that, he then ran off to the sideline and a camera caught him. And I've seen this like three or four times on my Twitter before we went live. He then ran off to the sidelines as he's still getting checked down. They're saying, oh, he's getting checked out with his rib injury. Kevon Thibodeau is over there going like this, like doing the go to sleep motion. Right. He knew that he, he was injured. Yeah. yeah, that was probably more egregious than the actual snow snow angel because, right. uh, although I don't want to see that, get that snow yeah. angel out of there. If you if you got a quarterback that can't get up immediately, you don't need to lay on the ground and do your celebration. You get up, yeah. and the, and hey, I think I agree. and it went on forever. It went on forever. Yeah. Like yeah, I, he didn't get a taunting penalty or nothing on that. I mean, they gave Mike a taunting penalty for uh, less than that. Yeah, that's I don't interesting. Know. But he's a young player. I'm not going to hold it against him. But uh, maybe, and maybe like he'll grow up a little bit or won't do that again because we don't want to see that. <laughs> Go ce- yeah. celebrate in a different way. Yeah, Snow Angels is not a good celebration anyway. Not even snowing. Yeah. Well, well if, even snowing. Snow, if it was it snow, then it yeah. would be cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't hate him. But you got to, yeah. But that's a rookie, rookie attitude. Get rid of that. Right. All right. Uh, Quarterbacks, ain't that what we were talking about? Yes, uh, but quarterback Tua Tungavailoa is still in concussion protocol. Looks like he will not play week 18. Okay, quarterback Teddy Bridgewater has a dislocated or is it broken finger? Um, if it's broken, he will not play in week 18. If it's dislocated, there's a chance that he will play. So, um yeah, uh, the Miami Dolphins are looking for quarterbacks right now. Um, they're yeah. seriously looking on the scrap heap, trying to find the uh, thinking about bringing in a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, so that's how bad it is. I mean, it's Skyler in, Thompson in didn't show a shit. No. Um, yeah, no, no, it's um, yeah, yeah, no, him and Teddy. I, I mean, I don't know. We can go, we can go down this road. Um, the only thing I'm going to say about it is I, I'm kind of already looking um, in the off season um, as far as the um, this situation is concerned because they have to figure something out. 
um, the Miami Dolphins I'm talking about. The Miami Dolphins have to figure something out at quarterback, and they have to figure out something at quarterback on all three levels. You know what I'm saying? It's not um, – this is exactly what happened earlier in the season, and they came with came away with a three-game loss because of it, um, because it was Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater that couldn't stay healthy. You know, um, you, and if you're going to hit your wagon to 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 Tua, say that five times, to Tua, <laughs> to if you're going to hit your wagon to Tua Tungavailoa, then you have to have backups that are extremely capable and durable because um, that's what you're hitching it to is a quarterback that's not durable. Um, so, um, so yeah. that kind of sucks. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the only thing I wanted to say real quick while we were on the Tua thing, uh, I don't know if you've seen this yet, and by the way that you're talking, I'm going to say that you haven't seen it yet. But uh, yesterday, me and Ashley, uh, Ashley was arguing with me about Tua being from Hawaii. So yep. I looked up Tua online because I was pretty sure he's from uh, Hawaii. And I looked him up, and the first article I seen was reported by CNN or someone or ESPN or something. And it said uh, Tua Tagovailoa to determine a future in the National Football League in the offseason. So he's going to decide whether he wants to continue playing or not. So he might retire like we were talking about because of all the concussions. So Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, no, I've read all of that stuff, <laughs> believe me. I've read it all three times. I even, you know, how back in the day you can um, play a record backwards and it's Satan talking to you. You know, I've, <laughs> I've done that with those interviews and, like, turned them yeah. backwards and tried to find – um missing links in there um yeah i mean it's kind of i mean it's kind of like the the Tua situation to me is kind of like the hamlin situation last night and that's i don't even want to talk to Tua. i don't even want to talk to Tua about playing football i want to talk to Tua about he needs to start thinking about if that's what he wants to do with his life or not and that's what it comes down to i mean and he, only him his wife they have a kid now him his wife his family need to be the ones that make that decision um, I don't give a fuck. I don't. I don't want Tua to play in this game. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, that's yeah. why I'm already looking. When it comes to Tua, I'm already looking at the offseason. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I, I don't want him to play. I want him to decide what he wants to do moving forward in life. You know what I'm saying? And who knows? I yeah. mean, he might. He, you're, you're exactly right, Brandon. He might retire. And you know, I mean, the Miami Dolphins might be looking at David or Derek Carr, you know what I'm saying? I mean, should it be even his brother David at that point? I mean, anybody, you know? <laughs> you, you get him off the screen. What's he doing? How old is right. David Carr? Is like, he like fucking 45 oh or something? Yeah, if we're if we're gonna go that, that old, we might He's as well. About 38, 39. Right. Yeah. But if we're if we're gonna go that old, we might as well, you know, go Tom Brady or something. I mean, <laughs> but um, I mean, there's already ties. So yeah, you're exactly right, Brandon. And that's what we don't know. I'm saying if, but the the Dolphins. Um, actions have looked like trading away all their draft picks, trading away all they are all in on something. What are they all in on? You know what I'm saying? They have to be, it has to be Tua that they look like it's all in on. If not, they would, they had, they started with three first round draft picks, right? One of them got taken away, still had two. You know what I'm saying? It started with two, one of them got taken away, still had one. You traded that away for the Chubb trade. You know what I mean? So you're obviously don't give a fuck about picking in the first round, which to me means. You don't give a fuck. You got your quarterback. You, you're not interested in a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Because um, you didn't keep any uh, bargaining chips to to move up. So and it's it's very much they've built a very much win 
win now team. They're in a three year Super Bowl window um, and have successfully thrown the first year of that three year Super Bowl window out the out the window. So, you know what I'm saying? So um, it looks like and I mean, because what we got to remember is before Tua went into um, concussion protocol, we, we were still on a four game losing streak and he wasn't playing very good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so I mean, he had one good game in Buffalo. So mm-hmm. but anyway. My whole point is with that is um, durability with your backups. Teddy Bridgewater, the last time he was asked to step in, was with the Jets, and he was out that game too. You know what I'm saying? So um, if we're going from Tua Tungavailoa to a third-string rookie, you know what I'm saying? And that's a huge – that's a huge um, – you know, I, I can't remember a year when third-string quarterback was such an important um, position. I can't remember. I, I can't remember thinking of that as a Miami Dolphins fan. You know, yeah, it's not, a good is not supposed to, to be this this um yeah. this important of a position. So yeah. So yeah, it's a lot on the plate for Miami, that's for sure. And uh Tua should evaluate his future in the NFL if he wants to play or not. If he wants to, that's good. I'm not gonna hate him. Um but if his doctor says he shouldn't do it, he should just call it a day. Could do something right. else. He can he can be an announcer or something. Uh, yeah. but your health I mean, has got to be he's a smart, very intelligent man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, yeah, he's so got a bright he, future regardless, so he doesn't exactly. have to play football. Exactly. Um, and and it wouldn't, I mean, I, I, I really like Tua a lot. If they want to go with Tua and Tua decides to play long-term and that's what they want to do, that I'm totally cool with that as a Miami Dolphins fan. If Tua decides to retire, then that's awesome too. You know what I'm saying? I, I want him, it's kind of like the Hamlet thing. Out, It's outside of football. It's about yeah. this kid's health. You know what I'm saying? It's about yeah, what's yeah. best for him health wise, you know, yeah, and that's why yeah, I mean, a good life. That's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in football is the Indianapolis Colts fans booing Andrew Luck when he decided to retire. People that was that that was about his health. You know what I'm saying? That was about his life and him choosing life, a longer life and um, and and not wanting to risk um, uh, permanent damage or or even death. You know, uh, and I uh, mean, instead yeah. of booing Andrew Luck for retiring, they should have been booing their fucking shitty ass organization for never getting Andrew Luck any help, yeah, and causing him to retire, right? And I, I just, you know, as a fan of the Dolphins, if Tua decides to retire, um, I'm still a huge fan. That's all, yeah, me too, you know, absolutely. So. Uh, and people have to get over the uh, uh, these players are they're not just not they're not our uh, I'm gonna use the word monkeys because like a circus or they're not there for our entertainment. I mean, they are, we, we get a lot of out of it, but uh, it, none of that's worth it. If people are, you know, putting their, right. their lives right. at, at risk. Yeah, exactly. If people are, you know, dying on the field or if people, um, their, their livelihood outside of football is, is useless now because they're, they got the, you know, permanent brain damage, stuff like that. It's just not worth it. You know, yeah, it's not worth play. it. Um, yeah. And, and it's, uh, yeah. So, and the NFL has taken huge steps to try to fix it, you know, and, and try to help in that, because I think they agree too, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's not, um, we love the violent sport, but would we love it if it was flag football? You know, I mean, that's the, yeah, that might be the, an issue, but it's definitely not the seventies and eighties football, but, but it's okay. Right. It's still fun and still get it. You still get a lot out of it. So, right. Exactly. All right, fellas, that's all I got. That was a lot of news from the East, unless you all got injury updates or any news coming out of either one of your Yarl's Camp Cowboys, Patriots. I think those are the only two teams we haven't talked about. 
Um, well, I do have some injury reports for the Cowboys, and I do have one for the uh, for the Eagles. Uh, Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat. Oh, yeah, actually, that's right. I forgot to bring. Yeah, that for uh, the Eagles, their uh, defensive end there, the one who uh, actually picked six uh, Dak Prescott in yep. their game. Um, he was carted off of the stretcher with a neck injury. Uh, he sure he was, did. and um, and that's the update that I forgot to. Yeah, I'm yep. glad you brought that up. He he did leave. He left the hospital. He was released from the hospital with all movement of everything. So that's pretty right. awesome. Yeah, he's still listed as day to day. I really don't see him playing next week, but um, probably not. Right. So we'll we'll talk about that Thursday. The Eagles got quite a few injuries that they're going to have to overcome to uh, win the NFC East if they want it. Very true. Uh, and for the Cowboys, I do have one injury. Uh, I guess we you want to talk about the Cowboys game real quick, or well, we, that's we what can... that's what we're we're going into is the Cowboys game. It's the first game up, so do you yeah, want to uh, just switch take to takeaways, or do you want? Yeah, to... let's go ahead and go to takeaways if you want. All right, takeaways from the East. Sounds good. Let's do that. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right, takeaways from the East. Let's start with the Thursday game, Cowboys-Titans, Cowboys 27-13. Go ahead, Rich. Yeah, this turned out to be a slugfest, too, uh, even though Tennessee was really relying on their backups. Um, uh, Tennessee came out ready to play, uh, and they are a physical team. That is a physical football team, Tennessee is, and I can't mm-hmm. – uh, I'm, I'm glad we didn't have to play all their Very starters, too, because their starters are even more physical than they are, but um, that's just how they build that team up in Tennessee. They – they relied on that physicality. Um, uh, Dallas didn't look great. They couldn't do anything in a running game. Uh, Tennessee just shut it down. They really did. Um, uh, Dak Prescott had two interceptions. Uh, one of them is totally not his fault. One of them is totally volleyballed up in the air for some reason. Uh, but the other one was kind of a, a bad bad pass on his, his end, throwing into tight coverage. Um, but they pulled through. They, they beat the spread. So the spread was thirteen and a half, and they did cover, um, but um, uh, they did suffer an injury with uh, their center, Tyler Biotis. Their starting center got his ankle rolled at the end, of, late in the game. Uh, that field is that's a rough field. <laughs> right. You know, you can see a lot of players were just uh, taking a beating on it. Um, but um, at the end of the day, Dallas is uh, Dallas is back in the. Uh, Chase for the one seat, uh, chase for the one seat, and chase for the uh, division title. There, division title, yeah, needs. So, yeah, the long shot, help, but they're but they're in it, yeah, yeah. They need a they need a lot of help. Boy, that Jacksonville game. If they would have won that game, we'd be the number one seat right now. Right. You know that game didn't uh, blow up in overtime like it did. Right. Uh, that's a game of inches, a game of one play over the course of the season. Right. Um, but. Um, they're in a position this week where they're they're going to have to uh, uh, decide how how hard they want to play their last game of the year as well. So, but um, still, uh, Dallas has not won or has not lost two games in a row this year. I think uh, might awesome. be the only team to do that. Yeah. So. Cool. Pretty awesome. Yep. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Uh, next up, Colts Giants. Um, Indy in the first quarter of this game scored, they were the only team to score and scored three points. 
after that, um, after the first quarter, this game was, you know, just kind of a, a blowout. Um, game was kind of over. Daniel Jones had one hell of a game. Went 19 for 24, 177 yards with two passing touchdowns. He led the team in rushing with 11 carries, 91 yards, and two more touchdowns rushing. Um, pretty amazing. They did a pretty good job with Saquon Barkley. Um, I don't know if he is a hundred percent. Um, he got 12 carries for 58 yards, but, uh, uh, Brita, Matt, Matt Brita came in with nine carries for another 59 yards. So they still got over a hundred yards rushing, um, between the two, um, Richie James kind of flashed a little bit in this game. He, he, Richie James is, is definitely a number two, you know what I'm saying? He's definitely a, a number two receiver. Um, like a strong number two. And then you got people like Isaiah Hodgins and um, guys like that, that could be, you know, they could be number twos, but I really think this, this team, um, this team is um, some weapons away. All they need is some weapons and they, and they, you know what I'm saying? And they're going to be dangerous next year because this defense is no joke. Dester Lawrence. Um, and then of course we already talked about Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, they both had sacks. Um, one of them celebrated a little bit more, you know, what people liked a little better than the other person did, whatever. Y'all are just politically correct um, there, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Do what? You're politically correct. Right. Are you, um, yeah, you're kind of walking, walking a thin line there. Or part, uh, you're parsing hairs, I guess. Yeah. Right. London Collins, uh, he's another bad man. Uh, he had an interception. And, and just with the way that this defense has been built and the depth of this defense, um, they have players they rotate in, rotate out, um, keep these guys fresh at all times. Um, I really like the defense. I think Daniel Jones has proven to be the answer um, for this organization moving yeah. forward, in my opinion. Um, the boy has legs. Did you see how fast he is? I mean, it, no, he's a it, yeah. oh my God, yeah, he he's fast. and he's tough. He's tough, fast, durable, and has only gotten better and better with throwing the ball. Um, and, uh, you know, if we, if you, you've already seen what you can do with a healthy Saquon Barkley, imagine if these guys had, you know, a true number one, you know, if they had, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know, Justin Jefferson, or if they had, you know, um, uh, hill or somebody like that you know what i'm saying imagine what it, what this team could look like so um that's cool and um it, like i said you know after the first quarter it was never you know it was, the game was never in doubt so they yeah this only like got with it well this looked like the giants best game at all probably this year right i think so this rounded game yeah they, yeah, had, a, they cool, had over 100 cool. yards rushing um uh um how many yards to Richie Richie had, you know, almost a 80 yards and a touchdown Hodgins had almost 70 yards and a touchdown. So it was equal balance. Um, yeah. It was by far Daniel Jones's best game. And I think Daniel Jones is the true answer to that offense. You know what right. I'm saying? Of right. Whether he's going to throw it or, or run it. And um, because we've already learned, you know, I mean, look at the, the quarterbacks that we know it's hard when your defense has to stop both. And I think Daniel Jones is finally becoming that true dual threat, you know? Yeah. I, I saw where the Giants said, uh, uh, said they offered Daniel Jones and Barkley a long-term, long-term contract. So right. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, Daniel Jones definitely worked himself into a good position though. He's going to get paid. Yep. 
Yep. That's pretty well, cool. the only three three things I got to say about this game is this game right here proved three things to me. Daniel Jones is by far the long-term answer for the New York Giants. I don't know what the hell Brian Dable did, but it, to change Daniel Jones from what we thought last season was a mediocre quarterback to a really, really, really fucking good quarterback this season. And Brian Dibble has to be the coach of the year. That man solidified that last week. I, I think by far he has got to be the coach of the year this year. But, you know, Daniel Jones deserves a contract. And like you said, Rich, I did see where they gave both of them a long-term contract because Brian Dibble came out and said that he wants – Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones together for a really long time. And, uh, Dad, all I got to say, one last thing. How about Richie James? This man has stepped up major time for the New York Giants. This man, you know, even when – He's a good number two. He's a great number two. I would love to have him. Even when Wondell Robertson was playing, though, Richie James was even getting a handful of catches, too. I think he solidified himself as a number two wide receiver. Um, could he be a number one? Who knows? Give it a few years. Maybe we, we'll they need see. a tr- that's what they need but. is a true number one to go with Wandale Robinson, to go with yeah. um Richie James, to go with Isaiah Hodgins. You know what I'm saying? That's what they need. They got great complementary um uh pieces, and they just need something like Saquon Barkley. They need a, a wide receiver version of Saquon Barkley. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's what yeah, I'm sure that, that should be their first priority in the draft, I think. Definitely. They're going to be. And who good, knows? That could be Odell. Yeah, OBJ yep. back home. So, yeah, maybe. But anyways, uh, that was great. Uh, the G Men got the win, and now they're in. There you go. All right. Uh, we talked a little bit about this game earlier. Saints Eagles. Uh, Saints won twenty to ten. You got anything on this, Rich? Uh, yeah, Red Rifle, Andy Dalton owning the Eagles. <laughs> uh, I actually thought this was, uh, you know, this was actually a playoff game for the Saints because they had to to win to stay stay alive. Um, you know, the Eagles have gone; they just had to win one of their last three games. They've lost two, um, so I think they've got a lot of pressure going on next week. Um, but the Saints has got a, always had a good defense this year. I, I wasn't surprised that they could stifle the Eagles, especially with just bodies dropping everywhere for the Eagles at this point. Yeah. yeah um, a lot of injuries on their, in their starters and, um, and a backup quarterback. So. Yeah. So, uh, they're, they're a little bit reeling there. Um, and Saints just didn't, did just good and just enough. Uh, that pick six that Minshew threw was a killer. <laughs> that was like at that a crucial time, they really put the Eagles behind on that one. But, um, uh, yeah, that's all setting up for week 18, I think. And then the, and ironically, the saints were eliminated. <laughs> they won yeah. the game and then they were eliminated from the playoffs. So, right. Are you but, serious? Uh, yeah, they're out. I wonder oh, if their coach knew they were being eliminated. <laughs> I I, I, I'm sure he did because he's a football coach. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you think you but he, <laughs> right. he certainly played to win that one. Right. Um, so, all right. Um, next up Browns commanders. Browns took the win at 24 to 10. Um, what do you got, Brandon? Uh, I, I I watched this, and uh, yeah, it, while it started off a great game, okay, uh, that quickly changed. I said this team overall had a really bad game, 
<laughs> the major reason why they lost this game was because of Carson Wentz's three picks. I mean, the two the two pitch was already awful, but the third pick was just ridiculous, dude. You got like three minutes left in a game. You're down by what ten to fourteen points, something like that, and right. you just bomb one into the back of the end zone and double coverage. Like, what the hell is Carson Wentz thinking? That man, that man should be in the XFL right now. He he should not be in the National Football League. Um, and then uh, I I just said uh, there's really bad picks, and because Ron Rivera chose to go to him, I feel like that has to be Ron Rivera's uh, job. I I said uh, I did say as far as the Browns though, I feel like this is the best game that we've seen from Deshaun Watson. Um, he, he kind of reminded me of the old Houston Deshaun Watson. Uh, we've been talking about how he looked shitty since being with the Browns. I feel like he kind of had a redemption game in this game. He looked like uh, the Houston Deshaun to me in this one. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I took. Uh, Coach R has got to lose his job for this. Carson Wentz does not deserve to be a quarterback, and Deshaun probably had the best game since joining the Browns. So. Okay. I, I saw a stat on uh, how much money that Carson Wentz has earned as an NFL player. He's earned over $150 million. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And for Carson Wentz, that's amazing. Yeah. He's I mean, made, we could probably go out there and be a better quarterback than his ass. I'm sure Tyler Haneke thinks that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so. All right. Next up, uh, we got the Jets, Seahawks, the Seahawks. Took the win 23 to 6. Um, I, a couple takeaways in this game was the Jets defense just did not have a good game. That's kind of what it was kind of they didn't have the ability to create turnovers. You know what I'm saying? And Seattle's defense, who who has played good all season, created three. You know, so they created three three turnovers. The Jets' good defense, young defense, did not was not um uh didn't have the uh, you know they weren't able to create Geno Smith had a, a pretty good game 18 for 29 183 yards two touchdowns Kenneth Walker I think is the um yeah he was the story of this game at 23 carries for 133 yards he just uh you know tote uh pounded the rock and that's that's what they did they just ran the ball played really good defense created um created a a lot of turnovers, you know, well, three turnovers. Mike White went 23 for 46, 240 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and a fumble. So, um, and that was pretty much all about the, you know, the Seahawks defense is who did that. Um, they've also had the ability, while playing good defense and being in the face of the quarterback and creating turnovers, they were ball hawks and shut down um, Garrett Wilson. So re- three receptions to um, only uh, 18 yards. So yep. um, cornerbacks had a good game. Defense overall had a good game for Seattle. And uh, Geno Smith didn't mess everything up. And that's pretty much all they've asked him to do this year is not mess shit up, you know? Yeah, and he's he's done a pretty good job of it. So, yep. yeah. yeah. Uh, can we talk about Seattle getting screwed by the scheduling for Sunday for the playoffs? Um, yeah, what, what, yeah, what was that? Yeah, say uh, Seattle still has a shot at a wild card. Uh, It's based on um, 
who wins the Denver or who wins the Detroit and Green Bay game. So if if uh, Seattle wins their game, then that means that uh, that eliminates Detroit from the playoffs. Right. Uh, Detroit's going to play Green Bay. Um, so by because they're scheduling this the Seattle game earlier, the Green Bay and Detroit game will already know what that uh, outcome is before right. they play their game because they moved them to Sunday night. Uh, right. They're going to be the last game, so um, it could. It's a good possibility that if well, it is a it's a fact. If Seattle wins, then Detroit has nothing to play for, right? Um, yeah. So and therefore, Green a- Bay, can Aaron just, can uh, you know just yeah. walk his way into the playoffs. Um, but uh, yeah, a little. Hey, that's one team I don't think would. Um, I think if they had a chance to knock the Packers out of the playoffs, they would do it. Detroit, <laughs> even if they're not playing for yeah, Detroit. Right, Detroit, and they may. You know, they may they're playing if, pretty good right now. They're they're yeah. a little bit on a streak right now. But uh, uh, if they if you know if they were win to get in, if that was their attitude, they would definitely give it one hundred and ten percent. So now we'll have to see how. Oh, they, yeah. Well, well I, I think Dan I, Campbell will have them play the whole way anyway. Because why not? I, I think either way, whether they have a shot to get in or not, I think they're going to play for that same reason of what Dad was just talking about. I mean. Yeah, if Seattle wins, then you have nothing to play for outside of knocking your rival also out of the playoffs. You could say, well, we got knocked out, but fuck and you. It's not only knocking not your rival, it it's knocking freaking Rodgers off. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, Which, you awesome. know, that would be glorious. So, but it's, uh, it would yeah, have been better to him at the same time. The Cowboys. Yeah, but it's definitely a, a little bit of a favor to uh, A.A. Ron. Right. I think to have him I agree. I agree it is. Um all right, uh, last game we have to talk about because we've already talked about the Monday game with the Bills and Bengals. Um, last game is the Dolphins Patriots. Uh, Patriots pull it off. Um, uh, the Dolphins are on their third string quarterback, and uh, the Patriots pull out the win um, with really, really good defense 23 21. Brandon, what do you got? Yeah, I just said uh, I really like what I've seen from our defense. Um, but our offense is really still confusing to me. Um, all I got to say is uh, thank God we were playing Miami with a second string and third string quarterback because if Tua was playing in this game, uh, Miami may have won this because uh, our offense yeah, it was, still looks It was like an extremely close game when uh, Bridgewater yeah. was in there. You know, yeah. I mean, Miami yeah. just took the lead back over. Then yeah. he did throw that terrible pick six. Um, yeah. Or was it a pick six? He threw that terrible, yeah, no, he threw that terrible yeah. interception and then hurt his finger trying to tackle the guy that just picked him off. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? It I mean, was so a pick like, six. Yeah, it was a pick six. Yeah, he was trying to yeah. tackle him there right there. Yeah. The, so I was like, you know, and then after that, um, I think the, you know, I think New England took advantage, you know, um, yeah. especially with their defense. They just got all over Skylar Thompson. Yeah, you know, our – uh, but but our uh, offense still looks like high schoolers out there playing football. Like I don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, Matt Matt Jones had a pretty good game. He went twenty for thirty three, two oh three, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, so he he's been looking pretty good um, the last couple of games. But outside of that, uh, it, outside of him and Jacoby Myers. I, I don't understand what the hell we're doing. Like every time Kendrick Bourne gets in there, he's living it up. Like Kendrick Bourne, if played always, I think he could easily become a number one wide receiver for us. But yet we decide to keep him on the bench every week, which is stupid as fuck. Um, and then just the stupid ass dumb play calling. Like 
uh, and I've noticed this in a couple of games, and we did it again against the Miami Dolphins multiple times. On a third down and short, we're deciding to throw the ball, then run the ball. Like, okay, our I, I believe our heart and soul of the offense is the running game, not the passing right. game. Matt yeah. Jones isn't going to be good on a third down and one. So what the hell are you doing passing the ball when Ramondre Stevenson or Dam- Damian Harris could easily pick up a, a third down and one? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah. I, I don't understand that. There's still a lot of confusion about this offense to me. I, I, I've said that I said this uh, once our game went final dead after uh, over on my channel after calling it. If we're going to make the playoffs, it's simply going to be because of this defense, not this offense. This offense right. has had way too much struggles this entire year. So that's what I took away from the game. I didn't put anything down for Miami because I figured that you was probably going to do that. So Oh, no, I don't have anything to say. Um about in this game uh, about Miami. Um, yeah, not at all. Not at all. Props to New England. Um, a really good, they played really good defense and they put themselves in a position that if they win, they're in. You know what I'm saying? You can't ask yeah. for nothing better than that. Um, you know, well, I, I got a funny Miami thing Dolphins about that. You hope quick. for a loss and you hope you can beat the Jets. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But that's, I mean, realistically, I, I'm kind I feel kind of like you, Brandon, with your with uh, the Patriots offense. Cause I totally agree with you. I'm glad you feel like that against the, uh, about the Patriots offense. Cause I totally agree with you. And without Tua in this offense, I kind of feel the same way or very similar. Like they don't have a shot <laughs> with Skylar Thompson in the playoffs. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, not a yeah. shot because he just doesn't, you know, the defenses would, would eat him alive um, because Bill Belichick is, you know, a good defensive mind and the other ones are, you know, also in that will be in the playoffs. So it's kind of, to me, it's just a wait and see thing. Um, this game would have went a lot different, I believe. Yes, I do agree with Tua, but I don't even like really looking at that because I don't want Tua to be playing football right now. So I, I think Miami would have had a, a a great shot winning this game with Teddy if Teddy would have stayed healthy. But, you know, for the second time this year, he's been asked to step up and he has been hurt both times. Is that bad luck? Is that, you know, does that suck? First time he got a concussion in the Jets game. Now he's hurt with a finger in this game. I mean, it sucks. You got it. You pay $6 million to a pretty damn good backup, probably the first or second best backup in the league. Um, and, and both times you've asked him to step up because your quarterback is out with concussion. Um, you know, he gets hurt and he's immediately out. And then we, we're, we're relying on third string quarterbacks and that fucking sucks. You know what I'm saying? Well, Especially I, I mean, when you're playing a great defensive mind like yeah. Bill Belichick. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. all they did, that's all they did. They just basically told them, unleash the defense and said, take his fucking head off. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and didn't give him two seconds to, to even see the field, you know, so he could throw the ball. So, I mean, well, it makes sense. That's what I would have done. Okay, so I got two things real quick. One, that um, if Teddy – I mean, if, if Tua is going to stay as your starter, right, for the future to come – uh, and not saying by any means that Teddy's not a great backup because he is. I agree with you. He's probably like the first or second best backup in the league, but you might need to look elsewhere for a backup because <laughs> realistically, Teddy's just like Tua. That man cannot stay healthy. There has yeah. not been a single season that this man has stayed healthy the entire season. So sure. T- Teddy's just like Tua. They have injury problems. So you might need to look elsewhere for another backup if Tua is going to be a long-term option. Second of all, 
I wanted to talk about the Patriots Bills game because I've been seeing all over my Twitter. We're going to be talking about um, this on Thursday. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but I I Thursday save something for Thursday. Oh yeah, (laughs) I know, I know. I just got a quick question for you all though. Okay, Um, go ahead. Well, I'll answer it on Thursday. So really, (laughs) that is so fucked up. I'm just no. I've been seeing on Twitter that um, because of what happened to Deron um, Hamlin. that the game could be postponed because the Bills probably aren't going to be willing to play unless they know something of an update on their brother, you know, which I 100% completely understand and everything. But then that brought me to thinking, okay, well, we have to beat them to make the playoffs. So if they do, if the game does end up getting canceled, does that mean that the Bills forfeit the match and we make the playoffs or how the fuck would that work? I don't have no idea. Yeah, it's 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 a way complicated decision the NFL's got to make in the next day or so, right? They've got to make yeah. a decision. Uh, I mean, only- I, know, I know the NFL is not going to be um, wanting to stack up makeup games. You know what I'm saying? And they yeah, already they have don't. one to make up. Yeah, um, there's no time to do that. I think there's uh, no time to do it. There's there's you know it's um, yeah. And you've got. Uh, uh, I don't know the answer to that, Brandon. I yeah, no and you also have Kansas City there waiting waiting to see where their playoff spot's going to end up at. Uh, you know, exactly. regarding because they, you know, Buffalo's got the number one seat. So, yeah, they're going to, we'll know more tomorrow, probably, definitely by Thursday, I think, by the time we yep. get on here. Yep. The we'll plan know, is uh, to know more, uh, more about that. Hey, um, so, think, yeah, I really will try to answer that for you on Thursday when we have yeah, more information. Well, I mean, hopefully we'll all know. So. I do. I do have one question. Uh, was Bradley Chubb, he was, he didn't play this game uh, over the weekend, did he? Uh, no. Has he been hurt? He was, yes. Yes, yeah. uh, he he is out, um, um, and he he was he. I can't remember exactly what's going on with him, but yeah, and he's not expected to play in the Jets game either. So, oh wow, um, yeah, no, I, not, oh, I mean, if you all okay, a little bit of rundown on it, um, Brandon. It, it, it only wasn't a second and third string cornerback, Teron Armstead, the left tackle. Right, yeah, he didn't play either. Yeah, um, Bradley Chubb out. Um, uh, uh, uh. Uh, Howard, um, Xavier Howard, X-Man, out. So, like, you were playing against third and fourth-string cornerbacks. <laughs> a fourth-string, yeah. uh, uh, fourth-string, because we swapped the two around and had a third-string yeah. on one side and a fourth-string left tackle. Uh, I mean, it was just terrible. Miami was just beat up. Um, yeah, those were Multiple positions, positions but it was outshined because um, of the injury at quarterback. So, yeah, yeah, yeah Xavier yeah, Howard. Quarterback, defensive end. Well, I see the, the quarterback. Yeah, that's – those, well, see, the, 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 the funny thing that it was still about could have that won day, the game with Teddy Bridgewater until he yeah. got hurt. You know well, see, the, the so. funny thing about that is, though, Dad, and, and one reason that – excuse me for saying this because, like I said, I, I don't wish injury on anyone, but the reason why I kind of love Teddy Bridgewater getting injured there was because, if you realize, he was burning our secondary, and it was because we yeah. had nobody yeah. at the, secondary. The Dolphins just took the lead. Yeah. They just took the lead yeah. uh, because of the big plays. Well, well, because of that, because we didn't have anyone. In, in case you guys yeah. was uh, unaware, Marcus Jones and Jack, Jack Jones were both out of this game. Yeah, yeah. So the Third only starting strength. fucking cornerback that we had yeah. was um, Jonathan Jones or something yeah. like that. And yeah, outside of that, we had like fourth five, fifth stringers playing at cornerback, and they were sucking. Teddy Bridgewater was burning the shit out of them every time. Teddy Bridgewater was like, all right, we're just not going to throw to Jack. I mean, to Jonathan Jones' side. 
but we'll go after these fourth or fifth stringers that doesn't know how to play defense at all. And he was burning us. And Devin McCourty was trying to have to step up to try to play linebacker. Yeah. So it it was, it was really bad. And once Teddy went down, I kind of like fist pumped to myself. I was like, yeah, Skylar Thompson, baby. You know what I'm saying? Cause I knew that we was probably going to be beat with Teddy Bridgewater. It was not looking good there for a minute, but, um, Yeah, um, and, and in case you guys didn't hear, and I should have brought this up because I completely forgot to mention it when we was doing news from the East about the Patriots, um, Jed Jones has been placed on IR ending his 2022-2023 yep. season. So yeah, we won't see that. him until next season. So Yeah, and that's, that's that He was having a really good year. So, yeah, yeah, that's a battle of attrition for all these teams, really. Right, like, exactly. You know. so, um, well, we will be back Thursday with um, more – News from the East, hopefully have a lot more information about what's going on concerning the Bills um, and um, and that whole situation, uh, other injury updates. And then we will, we're going to dive in and take a look at week 18. But uh, guys, go ahead and um, start working on it. We're also going to be doing our final um, January final uh, power rankings within the NFL East. So we're going to do our NFL East power rankings. And I'm going to take a look at our miserable scores that we did for our month, our December preview. God, I can only Lord, imagine we how terrible. bad we were. I was like, oh, the Dolphins are going three and one, baby. They went 0 and 4. Come on. I mean, what the hell? I, know, I think I had the Cowboys 4 and 0. So. Right. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we spoke it up. I was putting the records together. And, man, we, we did a bad job at calling, you know, or predicting wins and losses. Oh. But people will still want to hear us do it. Um, we we will be predicting um, all of the games in the week 18s uh, slot and 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 talk about what's going on in the NFL. Sound good? Sounds yep. good. All right, cool. Yep. That's what we're doing Thursday, seven o'clock. Cool. All right. Till then, y'all. Uh, fuck Skip Bayless. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, one hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Nothing's yeah. wrong with Snow Angels.